remember that uh, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, also known as Belteshazzar, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were in Babylon. How'd they get to Babylon? Did they go on a road trip? No! Did they go on vacation? No! Did they destroy it? No. Did the Israelites go and attack Babylon and take it over? Yeah. Other way around. Other way around. Babylonians destroyed Israel and took it over and brought these people to be servants. No, that's what I was talking about. Gotcha. So Daniel's there, and uh, remember, they trained Daniel and his friends, and after three years of training, they were like the smartest, wisest, like best people of everyone they looked at. Well, in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar had a troubling dream, and he couldn't sleep. And he commanded that all the magicians, enchanters, and sorcerers be summoned to tell him his dream. So they came in and they stood before the king and the king said, I had a dream and my spirit is troubled. I want to know what the dream means. See, normally when we have dreams, they don't mean anything. You might wake up and your dream might bother you for a little bit because it's scary, but then you're like, yeah, but it's just a dream. It doesn't mean anything. Normally dreams don't mean anything, but there was something different about this dream that meant that made this king really think that it that it meant something. It was just a very strange dream. Maybe he kept having the dream. I bet you I bet you he did. I don't know that for sure, but I bet you he kept having the dream. So the Chaldeans and the, and the uh, magicians and enchanters, etc., they said to the king, King, live forever. Tell your servants the dream and we'll tell you what it means. But the king said, No, 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 no. You have to tell me the dream, and what it means. And if you don't, you will be torn limb from limb, and your houses will be destroyed. What? They don't even know the dream. Why do you think the king would make them tell him the dream without telling them what his dream was? If, if he tells them what the dream is, and they tell him what it means, how does he know that what they say it means is what it really means? They could just make something up. But if they can tell him what the dream was, what he didn't tell them, then he'll know that they've got some kind of supernatural power going on. So then when they tell him what it means, he'll have reason to believe that they actually know what it means. All right. So he says, if you tell me the dream and its interpretation, you will receive me from me great honors and rewards. So they answered and said, well, tell us the dream and we'll tell you the interpretation. He says, I know that you are just trying to gain time because you see that I'm being serious. If you do not tell me the dream, then you are going to die. You have agreed to speak lying, corrupt words before me. Therefore, tell me the dream and I shall know that you can show me its interpretation. So they said, there is not a man on earth who could meet the king's demand. By the way, that should have been a giveaway to them. That their whole, everything they were doing was, was fake. If you claim to be able to tell, like, the future and visions and magic and stuff, but you can't just figure out what someone's dream was, you know, maybe you're a lying liar face. Anyway, they said there's no one on earth that can do that. It's such a great thing. No one's ever asked that of a magician or an enchanter before. It's too difficult. No one can show it to the king except the gods whose dwelling is not with flesh. I think that's an interesting comment to make, especially in light of what's about to happen. We'll come back to it. So the king was very angry and furious, and he commanded that all the wise men of Babylon be destroyed. 
So the decree went out. Who's going to be included? Who are, who are some of the wise men of Babylon? David. Daniel and Hananiah and Azariah and Mishael. So the decree went out, and they were going to kill all the wise men, and they looked for Daniel and his companions to kill them. And Daniel replied. This is the first he heard about it. He didn't hear about it before. He replied with prudence and discretion to the king of the guard, whose name was Ariok. Sorry, not the king of the guard, the captain of the guard. And he said to him, why is this decree of the king so urgent? And Ariak told him everything that was going on, and Daniel went in and requested to come and speak before the king. So he went to his house, Daniel did, and told Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, and everything that was happening, and asked them to seek mercy from God concerning this mystery, so that God might reveal the, the mystery to them, and they might not be destroyed. So the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision in the night. So just like this king had these dreams, so in a dream, God revealed to Daniel what the king's dream was and what it meant. And Daniel said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, to whom belong wisdom and might. He changes times and seasons, means he's in charge of all the different times of the world. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom and knowledge. He reveals the deep and hidden things. He makes what is in darkness to be like the light. And he says, To you, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise, for you have given me wisdom and might and have made known to me what I have asked for you. So he went into Arioch, the captain of the king's guard, and he said, Don't destroy the wise men of Babylon. Bring me before the king. I can tell him the dream and the interpretation. So Arioch brought Daniel before the king really quickly. And he said to the king, I found a man among the exiles from Judah who says he will tell you the interpretation. So that a king said to Daniel, Are you able to make known to me the dream that I have seen in its interpretation? And Daniel said, No wise men, enchanters, magicians, or astrologers can show the king the mystery that the king has asked. So, so far, he kind of agrees with those other wise men, right? They said, no man can do this. It's too great a thing for men to do, which they're right about. But Daniel says, but there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries, and he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will be in the latter days. He says, your dream and the visions of your head as you lay in your bed are these. To you, O king, as you lay in bed, came thoughts of what would be after. And he who reveals mysteries made known to you what is about to be. He has shown me the mystery, the interpretation to be known to the king, so that you might know. So he said, O king, you saw in your dream, and behold, a great image. This image, mighty and of great brightness, stood before you, and it was frightening. The head of this image was of fine gold. Its chest and arms were of silver, its middle and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. As you watched, a stone was cut out by no human hand, and it struck the image on its feet of iron and clay and broke them in pieces. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold all together were broken into pieces and were destroyed. But the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the earth. This was your dream, he said. Now I will tell you what it means. You, king, the king of kings, because he was the emperor who had conquered other nations, so there were other kings, but he was in charge of them, so he was a king of kings. He says, God has given you the kingdom, the power, the might, and the glory. And... He's given you this great kingdom, 
you are the head of gold. Another kingdom inferior to you shall arise after you. That will be the kingdom of the Medes and the Persians. A third kingdom of bronze will come next, which will rule all the earth. That's the kingdom of Alexander the Great and the Greeks. Then a fourth kingdom, strong as iron, because iron breaks to pieces and shatters all things. That will be the kingdom of the Romans. It shall break and crush all the kingdoms that came before. But it shall have feet partly of iron and partly of clay. It shall be divided, and it shall become brittle, partly strong and partly brittle. So he says more about what will happen with that. And then he says, In the days of those kings in that fourth kingdom, the Roman kingdom, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that shall never be destroyed, nor shall it be left to a different people. It shall break in pieces all these kingdoms and bring them to an end, and it shall stand forever. Just as you saw that a stone was cut from a mountain by no human hand and it broke in pieces all those other things, so also a great God is made known to the king what shall happen. He will establish his kingdom, not by human hands, but by his hand. He says the dream is certain and its interpretation is sure. By the way, what do you think that kingdom is that he talked about? There were four human kingdoms, Babylon, Persia, Greece, and Rome. And then during the time of the Roman kingdom, a kingdom would be established that would never end. God's the kingdom, kingdom of God. What happened during the time of the kingdom of Rome that established God's kingdom forever? Do you know who the emperor of the world was when Jesus was born? No. Herod was just like a territorial I, governor. I know, He's not really I a know king. What, but I don't remember his name, but the king... You guys have learned this. Oh. Think about this. And it came to pass in those days... Yes, that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus. Caesar Augustus... Yeah, Caesar Augustus was a Roman emperor. He was one of the greatest Roman emperors. Rome was often considered the greatest empire that ever existed. And that was the fourth kingdom that he saw in the dream. So it was during the time of the Roman Empire that Jesus was born and lived and died and rose. And that's what the prophecy is about. So when King Nebuchadnezzar heard this, he fell down and paid homage to Daniel and commanded that they offer incense to him. He said, Truly your God is God of gods and Lord of kings and a revealer of mysteries. So he gave Daniel high honors and many great gifts, and he made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief prefect over all the wise men. And Daniel asked, and the king appointed for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to help him be over the affairs of the province of Babylon, and he remained at the king's court. So again, this is a lot like Joseph, remember? Joseph told Pharaoh the meaning of his dream, and then Pharaoh put Joseph in charge of a lot of things, and Daniel told Nebuchadnezzar the meaning of his dream, and then Nebuchadnezzar put him in charge of a lot of things because he showed that wisdom. But what's really important about that vision that he saw wasn't even anything that was going to happen during Nebuchadnezzar's life. It was about Jesus and his eternal kingdom and the forgiveness of sins in heaven. But what was, why was the figure there? Well, it was in his dream and it was meant to make him, the reason God sent him that dream was so that he would be like, what is this dream that I'm having? What does it mean? And then he would give Daniel the interpretation to show it to the king.
And then for us to see that God was prophesying that this would happen. Daniel, Daniel, this book was written and all these things happened a long time before Jesus was born. And there are more prophecies in the book of Daniel about Jesus and more interesting stories and more visions.